0: A weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org.
1: The power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream Kelly Sullivan Walden, here on Unity Online Radio. So grateful to be. And the phone number to call if you have a question about your dreams or about shamanism or acts of power is 816 251 3555. 816 251 3555. My guest today is going to be the amazing Lynn. Andrews, and she is the author of many books. And I will get into all of those in a moment, but I'm gonna just start us with a little teeny centering prayer. By the way, if you've got questions about your dreams, don't hesitate to call in. Mostly we'll be taking your calls on the second half of the show, um, but you can call in 816-251-3555. Okay, so let's turn within for a precious moment. And... Ah, dropping all the way in. Let's just take some deep breaths, releasing and letting go of all the getting here, all the Mercury retrograde, all the tsunamis and volcanoes exploding underwater, and all the wildness. Let's just take a breath and find that deep inner peacefulness that is always here, no matter what is going on around us. So for this moment, let's just dive into that sacred center. And with our breath, we can make this center our circumference. We can have it become the entire inner and outer space around us. It's our dream, and we can dream it the way that we choose. So let's call in that peace that passes human understanding. Let's call in that lucidity that has us be awake in this dream. Let's call in our power animals, our guides, and those loving beings that have our back, our front, our above, below, and all sides that remind us that we are whole and perfect and complete and awake during this beautiful dream that we're having together. So with this, I am just so grateful to be with you, to be with Unity Online Radio today, and to be with all of you calling in. We're not doing the show on Facebook Live today. <laughs> tried that, but it was a little bit too tall of an order to do during Mercury Retrograde. So we're going to pass on that. But we, I'm just grateful for your dreams and for your questions and for all the beauty and all the love. and um, And especially to get to be joined by someone. I am such a huge fan of the amazing Lynn Andrews. And let me, as we come out of this prayer, there's no amen on this prayer. It just keeps going. This whole show is a prayer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman ever since I don't even know. It's been over 25 years, probably 30 years. I'm not sure, but I've been following this amazing woman. Her first book was Medicine Woman, and that was the beginning of the series. And in that book, she met a medicine woman known as Agnes Whistling Elk in her pursuit, and Lynn's pursuit of the medicine basket. My younger sister, Shannon, I have to give a shout out. She was the one that first found Lynn Andrews and as little girls we would just hover around and read these books and so excited and I couldn't believe it when I finally met Lynn in person my sister Shannon still doesn't believe me so I'm going to have to take a screenshot to prove it to her we're actually talking (laughs) I am a huge huge fan and she is so let me just here's a little of the the nuts and bolts about the amazing Lynn Andrews she is the New York Times and internationally best-selling author of the Medicine Woman series, which chronicles her three decades of study and work with shaman healers on four continents. And today, Lynn's best-selling, uh, she is the best-selling author of 20 books. She's recognized worldwide as a leader in the field of spiritual healing and personal empowerment, a shaman, healer, and mystic, Miss Andrews, is a widely-acknowledged um, teacher and major link between the ancient world of shamanism and modern societies. So she is, I'm just so grateful for her. And there's so much we could, I could literally spend the whole show just reading her bio. And I want to get to her newest book, which is called acts of power. I've been reading it every day. I don't know if you can see it because I've got this strange filter, but I will be showing it on Facebook, Acts of Power, its daily teachings for inspirational living. And I'm so excited to be here with you, Lynn. I hope you can hear me. Let me see if I can bring you on. And there you are, Lynn. Can you hear me? I can hear you.
2: You're beautiful,
1: I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So let's dive right in. What is an act of power? Let's just start right there.
2: I couldn't quite hear you. Say it again.
1: Yes. What's an act of power?
2: An act of power is when you go, excuse me, as deeply within the essence of who you are and find uh, the creativity, the um, intuitive knowing that you have about the divine beings, if it be God or the goddess beings, the angelic realm. In uh, shamanism, it often is the essence of a tree or a crystal, and you. Make an act of power by communicating with that element, say. that That is an act of power. And an mm. act of power in your daily life, you might wonder, is when you go to work in the morning, when you are moving around your life and you're trying to make sense of it all and uh, you call upon that part of yourself, that essence to make the day an act of power so that Mm -hmm. every moment um, you are aware of the moment and the power that it takes to be in the moment, to be in the moment is an act of power. Mm.
1: (laughs) And power, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways we can read it, but it seems like power is kind of the Holy grail in this human realm without it. We, we suffer and with it, we have some dominion over our lives. And I think the power you're talking about, isn't power necessarily over anyone, but maybe just power as in fuel as in. So maybe you could unpack even power. Cause I use that word a lot. And I think it. It deserves a little extra attention today.
2: <laughs> it's wonderful you're asking that. Uh, when I first uh, joined the world of being an author, I was with Harper Collins um, uh, Publishers, and my book, Medicine Woman, became kind of an instant success. And uh, my editor, who was the head of Harper at the time, uh, Clayton Carlson, <laughs> called me and he said, Lynn, uh, we want to uh, uh, put you on book tour. And I panicked. I mean, first of all, I I thought of having to go to cities and standing up and lecturing, and I didn't know how to lecture. And I was very intro, introverted extrovert, kind of person. So that, that really uh, worried me. Would you ask your question again? It went right yeah. out of my head. Yes. <laughs> I was, I, well, I think what everything you
1: were saying was like, it was, it was perfect. I was just wanting to unpack power. And kind of the the okay, essence right. of, okay. of what that now, means to you, and
2: <laughs> I think it's wonderful because we're going on another. We're on another plane right now, people. <laughs> right. right. Uh, well, the first thing that he told me was I was on my way up to Seattle, where I was born. Actually, I was very excited and very very nervous. And he said, "Whatever you do, do not mention the word power." Recording
0: in progress.
2: So, Sorry. don't mention the word power. I what? said, my whole book is about um, my finding my power and then being able to express it into the world. <laughs> and we went round and round about it. I said, why don't you want me to mention the word? And he said, because it will frighten people. And I said, but I don't mean power over anyone. I am just talking about standing in a place of authentic self. And that's how I see power for a person. It's finding your authentic being and being able then to express that.
1: Finding your authentic being, standing in your own authenticity, and then expressing that beautiful I want to read the message for today, January 19th. And I've been loving reading this every day. I can't wait to get to it. And every message is so special. And it's from their little excerpts from your 20 books. So this one, January 19th, says, define your own sacred life. Symbolically speaking, you cannot always take a costume or a tradition that is created by someone else for their ceremonies and expect to put that costume or ritual on and experience the same sacredness that they had. That's because it's not your costume. You need to design your own. That was by Agnes Whistling Elk. And that was in your book, Tree of Dreams. So say more about that, about wearing someone else's costume. I think this this is a lot about authenticity, I think. Or say more about about what you meant in
2: this. Yeah, well, it is. It's in other words, putting on the gown of right. authenticity. Um, but the gown or the uh, clothing, um, is kind of <clears throat> it's different. Most people mm-hmm. put on a mask. Right, they want to go they're going to be on a on a show they're going to go out into the world world, and maybe they feel like they're not totally qualified, so they'll put on a mask and be what they think is powerful and they create a persona that is not their own uh when I say put on your clothes the clothes that describe you. Um it means mm. that you move into the world in inside your authentic self, if you will.
1: It's kind right. of a hard thing
2: to describe.
1: Right, other than be in a nudist colony and just be naked all the time. <laughs> that might you still know, not I- be authentic.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be rather frightening, thank you. And cold. <laughs> not to mention cold, but, <laughs> but it's,
1: it's interesting because I, I, in the, I was in a workshop last night and we were talking about how innocent we all come into this world and on purely authentic, purely kind of powerful. I mean, babies can stop, a baby can walk into a room or be brought into a room and everybody stops and go, googoos goos, a, a ga-ga's all over them. And they're, they're so powerful just in their unabashed authenticity. And then we get some kind of a smack down and we stop being so authentic. And we learn to cover ourselves up and put on a mask. And, and at some point that mask stops working. And then we, and we have no, we realize the power that we had with the mask got us to survive, but it's, we're not going to thrive yeah. with that mask. And then we're kind of at this crossroads where do we let go of our mask? Cause we feel terrified to do that. How do we how do we proceed? So I think what you're talking about in acts of power is how to proceed without the mask, but how to how to become powerful in an authentic way on your spiritual path. Is that kind of what you're talking about here?
2: Yes, it, but the key to that is authentic. How do you get yeah. there? And that's a lot of work. I mean, a lot of people have come out of childhood, say. And they've been abused as children. So as they get older, they are still acting out um, as a person that has come from abuse. So as a shaman, I would see that in someone. And I would make sure that we worked on that and that they found Uh, their authentic selves. They find their own dreams, not the dreams of society or their parents. They find their own, and that takes you to your authenticity, who you really are. In other words, Mm -hmm. you don't have to hide. You'll be loved as you really and truly are. That's what people don't believe. They won't be liked. They've been told maybe as a child that you're stupid or you're not pretty or, you know, all the things, horrible things that people can do to another person, particularly a child.
1: It's such a it's it's it almost seems like it's so simple, like, okay, just drop it. Don't care what people think. Dance to the beat of your own drum and be done with it. But it's not that simple with the the conditioning that we have where we've got these egos, we have a desire to please on some level and our survival sometimes is is linked to that. So I think every single day there's a message that is like a little bit of a cracking, could be a cracking of our (laughs) shell or of our outer way. Um, I could tell you were about to say something, but I want to hear a little bit about the reason you wrote this daily book. And this isn't your only one. You've got. There was another book of yours that I, I had that was a daily message that I loved, which is
2: very, very different from this one. This one is, um, very um, definitive and deep. Uh, I want for people, for heaven's sake, you've got a moment of time in your life before it's over. For heaven's sake. Travel your own trail. And if you have issues with childhood, get over it. At this point, (laughs) (laughs) it is time. You know, whatever the problems were, uh, experience your life as it truly, really is. And feel, feel everything. Um, Oh, I'm afraid that... I will be sad. Well, too bad, so feel sad, but then get over it. Go on with your life. But it has to be from a place of of authenticity. Otherwise, you're a stage actor. You're on that stage all day. You come home and you get off the stage. And then you're really who you are. So when you leave your house in the morning, I've written a whole book the whole year with there are quotations from me and from my different books, but they're elements of teaching, elements of truth. So no matter what you have to do during the day, read this before you go out the door, one little paragraph or two, and they will give you a new point of view that maybe you've never thought of in your life. And it helps you, and it it sometimes makes you laugh. It brings up your humor and touches the genius that you really do have within yourself. Maybe you don't even know you have it, but you do. And this book, really, I think, will help you find that. Use it every day and uh, just see what happens. You'll be wonderfully surprised, I think.
3: Mm,
1: I love it. I love it. And I loved what you said. (laughs) Get over it. you like, live your life, walk your path it's you're, you're, we're only here for a second. So let's get to it. I know. Um, I interviewed a a few months ago, Judy Wilkins Smith, who's a constellation family therapist. And there's the notion in constellation work that most of our lives are not our own We're we're carrying the baggage that our family didn't get to. And it's, so there's very little bandwidth actually available for who we are and what we want to do and what's possible for us. Do you see it in any way that we're in any way beholden to our ancestors, to our past, or can it just be quicker so that we can get to the, the how we got here and why we're here and what we're here to do?
2: Well, we are the sum total of our ancestors. There's no question. That's why I think going back and uh, searching the history of yourself, who was your dad and mother and who were there, uh, what were those families like? Um, And what, you know, what do you inherit? And... (laughs) there's a wonderful title that just came through my mind Uh, remember the book Inherit the Wind yes (laughs) I'm thinking that's kind of what I'm talking about (laughs) you do inherit the wind and the Mm -hmm. wind is so powerful and it can come from any direction and it is there to The breezes sweep you clean, and they give you a little bit of a push. They give you assistance. And the winds will tell you if you are just hiding because the winds uncover that hiding place that you have, and we all have it. You know, we say, oh, you know, I'm afraid of meeting so and so. I'll be intimidated. You know, they're, I've idolized them all my life. Oh my gosh, what am I going to say to them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that has happened to me. I think it's happened to everyone. I was. Uh, it's
1: happening to me right in, now. Just
2: kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Oh.
2: I met um, a (laughs) fantastic woman, Francoise Gillot, who was with Picasso for 20-some years. And I had always admired her. I had some of her haves, some of her paintings. And she was in Arizona, and I had a chance to meet her. (laughs) And- <laughs> okay. We,
1: let me just pause you for want- one quick second. Cause I can tell this is a juicy story and we're just about to go to a quick break. So I don't want to let's, so okay. d- we're going to hear this on the episode So this is a cliffhanger. Everybody got to hear about this wonderful person who was with Picasso. I'm talking to Lynn Andrews and that is her website, lynnandrews.com. If you want to check that out during the break and also her latest book, is Acts of Power Daily Teachings for Inspired Living. We'll be right back, and we'll take your dreams on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. I can't wait to hear about this story. We'll be right back.
0: (laughs) All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. The Voice of an Awakening World.
1: Dream Interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. I am so grateful to be doing this show today. This is so special to me. I am so honored to be joined by Lynn Andrews, the author of so many books, including Medicine Woman. That was her first book that hit the New York Times bestseller list. And there's been 20 others since. And the book that we're talking about today is Acts of Power. And this is daily teachings for inspired living, acts of power, daily teachings for inspired living. And I want to first give a big Shout out to Devra Jacobs for being the link here. She's my, both of our wonderful literary agents at Dancing Word Group. So couldn't love you more, Deborah Jacobs. And I also want to give a shout out to my sister, Shannon Lynn. She's one of your biggest fans. <laughs> Would well, you do me a favor and just say, hi, Shannon, so she can hear hi, this later.
2: Shannon, I'm thrilled to connect with you. And we're going to talk about dreams in a minute. And um, I wish you'd call in if you have any kind of question. I'd love to uh, share that with you. Oh, that's so sweet.
1: She'll she'll hear this <laughs> later. She's she's shy, but we do have a lot of people that have called in. But um, really quickly, you were you were right in the middle of a Picasso story with a friend of yours. So. <laughs> you got it, we have to finish hearing this story and then we'll talk. And it's okay that there's dogs and animal spirits in the background. We embrace them.
2: So. Uh, you know what? I need to yeah. deal with these dogs. Um, Go
1: right ahead and I will tap dance I, I and fill it.
2: I, I cannot believe they're barking. They're
1: oh, that's okay. They're that's nothing. totally okay. So. As Lynn is taking care of her animals, I just want to say, actually, I'm going to bring in a little teeny dream piece that I had last night. I, Last week, I shared one of my dreams, and it was so fun to, I mean, it seems like I should be sharing more of my dreams. So here's just a little piece. There was a woman in a workshop of mine who was totally not following the rules, and I was kind of annoyed with her. And this is embarrassing, but in my dream, there was sort of a bouncer guy who picked her up and was going to like drag her over. And I was going to help him drag her over by like getting her feet. She was like, no. And I said, okay, no, 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 we got to stop. How about instead of doing the thing that I wanted you to do, how about we just learn this dance called the, it was called something like the, the, the it wasn't a tango, but it was like the tanga or something like that. And it was like And she was like, oh, okay, I'll learn this new dance. I just didn't want to do that one thing. And I was like, oh, I don't want to force anybody to do anything. Let's just find the thing that they want to do. And then I'll support with that. So that was sort of the dream I woke up with. Anyway, I'm putting that out there in the dream hopper. I hear that the dogs have, somebody's put the dogs out. Who Okay, so Lynn, back to you. (laughs) I passed the talking stick back to you, but you're muted. So I can't hear you.
0: Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, you're back.
1: Still can't hear you. Uh Uh-oh, where'd you go, Lynn? Can't hear you, Lynn. Let me see.
2: Oh, no. Oh, there you are. You're back. We got you. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Okay, so. I couldn't move them because they're puppies. And so I am so sorry. They I am no are. stranger
1: to dogs that, that come in. I've been surrounded by wild ones my whole life. So it's it's amazing that it's quiet. Do you right have now. a dog? I do. do Actually, my husband, we've had so many and we're down to one, Priya. And she's with my husband in his studio. I'm pointing over there because his studio is
2: yeah. next door. <laughs> what kind of dog? She's a chihuahua. <laughs> Very oh, cute. Little baby. teeny one. And what kinds are yours? One is a King Charles, Spaniel. And the other one is a search with them. Maltese? Yes. Thank you. Sweet. Okay.
1: Your friend, Picasso. And then we're going to get to dreams. So let's hear what happened to her.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Francois. Uh, Let's see, we were talking about meeting someone and being so thrilled to meet them that you couldn't speak. Yes. Uh, I met her, it was completely, uh, somebody gave me a phone call and said, come to uh, uh, this gallery because um, she will be there. Um, And... Jacqueline. Anyway, so (laughs) I went, and when I met her, I I, I put put out my hand to shake her head, and I didn't, I said, I'm a shaman. (laughs) I didn't say hi or so wonderful to meet you or anything. I was just tongue tied, actually. Francoise Gillot. And finally we got to talking and she looked at me and she said, well, I'm a shaman too. And uh, she was very, very elder woman. And. Uh, wow.
1: Oh, the screen froze. I if that's...
2: Mm. It had a tremendous effect on me. Wow. And she well, was I... just wonderful. That's great. <laughs> well, I, I love
1: that. the What? I love the notion that the wind can blow all of the stuff away so that we can, we don't have to be intimidated higher than, lower than anyone ever. That's just kind of the, the Maya, the, it's not real. So yeah. Dreams. Why are dreams important?
2: Dreams are important because they are messages from your subconscious mind and sometimes they're hard to interpret Um, but a dream has something to teach you always Hmm. and so if you look at your dreams and maybe write them down in other words when you wake up in the morning have a pen and paper near you or something you can record into and uh, just write down what the dream was, you know, in bullet form, so you can look at it later. Because it's incredible how much we forget our dreams. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes well, there's some you people, you know, people that have haven't forgotten their dreams,
1: them. and I want to call them on. Let's let's bring on Denise. Denise is a regular caller on the show, and she always has great yeah. dreams, and she always gets right to the point. So let's. Denise, thank you for calling in. What you got with us today?
3: Okay. Um. um yeah, your caller is right. The, the, I mean, not your caller. Your guest, Lynn Andrews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She. She. Yeah. She. She's absolutely right. The dreams do do um do tell a story, and, and I, I believe they they tell about what's Forthcoming. Now I don't know where I got that from, but that's what I always felt. But anyway, hmm. um, I wasn't gonna comment on your dream, but let me tell mine real quick, and then I'll <laughs> comment on yours. I had a dream that I, I don't know. It was some kind of like a fair, not a fair, but a, uh, something tent set up, and, and I saw somebody. I saw a guy, and I said to him, "I don't know why I said this now.
2: I'm thinking about it,
3: but I said um, something about he was a hairdresser." And I said, well, you know, I want you to do my hair. Well, you know, what what section are you in? And he said, section 45. And I said, well, I went to 25. And I said, I went to 44. And he said, but it's 45. And I thought, um, so in the dream, I was going to 45. Whatever, it's like, they're like tents or like sections or something. Mm. It was outside dwelling. So anyway, the dream ended with me trying to find his particular section. Um, and that's it. But I, I the dream to me is so centered around numerology and I you know, I, I took those numbers. Like I said, the forty five is a nine, the twenty five mm-hmm. is a seven. I think it's centered around numerology. I, I think it's something very much in there, centered okay. around numbers, and I think I need to pay attention to those numbers for whatever reason. Okay,
1: so so Lynn <laughs> Andrews, what's your thought about Denise's
2: dream? About what she was any, just talking about? Any hunch, yeah. any, any insight? Yeah, well, 44 um, is the number of the Sisterhood of the Shields. It's right. a, a circle of women, and Ooh. there are 44 of us. A very Ooh. sacred number for us. Oh, I got chills on and that. And I find it kind of interesting that uh, there was an impetus there to go to 40, 49 uh, no. or whatever.
3: 45. 45. <laughs> 45.
2: And you stayed with 44. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, which the dream agreed
2: really in- something. The dream,
3: I, I was trying to find the so-called 45, but I wasn't pressed or anything. I'm like, okay. He said, no, you, you know, you went to 44. You need to come to 45. And I said, okay. So the dream ended with me trying to find building or the section 45 so I could, you know, get get the, the services done. So, yeah, I, right. I, I tried to find 45. Yeah.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I love what Lynn, what Lynn brought in. Cause this is a perspective that I, I don't think I would have thought of on my own that maybe there's, if it were my dream, I mean, to me, hair is symbolic of yeah. power on some level. It's like yeah. the, we talked about this on the show last week, the Samson and mm-hmm. Delilah myth about the hair, like cutting off the hair is cutting off someone's power and getting your hair back and getting it all fabulous. is kind of like fluffing up your power. But stopping, going as far as 44, tent 44, maybe stopping at the place where there's true power um, along mm. the way. And then the final, mm. it's kind of like the cherry on top or the icing on top is getting your hair done. But the internal power is where it's at. Well, um, hair
2: is the extension of your spirit. Right. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: it's very Sacred to many, like uh, the Native Americans, very sacred. Mm-hmm. Your hair, and one of mm-hmm. the most awful things that they did when the soldiers and uh, of Columbus, etc., came into the New World is they would cut the Indians' hair. Mm. Mm. Horrible, and that horrible. was a horrible thing. Beyond,
3: beyond. Mm. Yeah, this must be mental. There's a mental thing going on with me then. There is, um, yeah. Right. Um yeah. So it's, what, so
1: Lynn, in your, if it were your dream, getting your hair done or wanting, seeking somebody out to, to fix up your hair in a dream, how would that, what, is, what would that mean since hair is about the spirit and this kind of mm-hmm. externalized power?
2: Well, it might be that you know you're going to be with people. <clears throat> Who uh, you know they're very conservative and you know they all have short hair for the most part and I have long hair mm-hmm. so I probably would tie it back or something um, mm. just to kind of uh, sit in with them I, that's not the word wording I want at all mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. give you that idea. We don't have time for me to remember
1: the right word. <laughs> uh, but well, there's something in um, there's. It's almost like there's two different perspectives. Having somebody else yeah. be m- like messing with my hair or doing my hair is almost like inviting somebody else to affect my spirit. Is to it's it's not me doing it myself, which seems like it might think- be a more empowered thing to do unless you really trust this person it's like it's my one of my my best friends joey is a hairdresser and she always says i'm really not a hairdresser i'm she's a holistic health practitioner but she also she's like i i'm adorning the crown chakra i'm adorning their thoughts their their wisdom it's yeah. it's a big yeah. job yeah. it's not just a casual yeah. it's not just a fluffy old thing so yeah. i love this dream I love it. Thank you. Denise. But it was, And
3: it was a man. That's the yeah. irony to it. Not saying the men don't do hair, but it just happened yeah. to be a man. And, right. and like you said, that's a, a, you know, a female, you know, female type. But, so I thought that was significant of something as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Wow. And, and there's the sisterhood of the swords at 44 and then the five. So something maybe about the, at least if it were my dream that I'm looking for that external support that masculine support too
3: oh i got you i like that Mm -hmm. i'm gonna look that up i Uh, never heard of the sisterhood of swords i never i'm I'm gonna google that sisterhood of the shields sisterhood Sisterhood of the shields okay sisterhood of the
1: shields yeah awesome thank you so much denise i always love your dreams thanks for calling in honey see you next week all right so let's see um let's go to Chelsea. Chelsea, what you've been dreaming about, Chelsea? Do you have a question for Lynn Andrews, author of Acts of Power, Daily Teachings for Inspired Living. Or is it Lee? Hi, Kelly. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing, Chelsea?
4: I'm doing well. Um, okay. I've actually come down with COVID, so I've had a lot of time to rest lately, which has been great for dreams.
3: Yeah,
1: Um, that, yeah. (laughs) oh, I'm sorry about the COVID. It seems like almost everybody's got it or is getting it or, (laughs) man, it's just a rite of passage of sorts. I'm sorry you've got it, but it sounds like it's not so critical. You're just having to lay low and spend some time dreaming. So do you have one for Lynn
4: Andrews? Yes, I had this recent dream that feels very uh, resonating right now to share, um, I haven't come with a uh, title for it yet, but I dreamt that um, my active dreamer friend, Patty, uh, was going to hold a women's dreaming circle at her house. And Mm. so she is in her house and uh, just getting everything ready. And um, her house is, in real life, I've never been to her house, but in the dream, her house is on this very steep hill. And it's winter, and there's a lot of snow, and the sun is setting uh, very fast. And I'm standing at the end of the driveway, uh, kind of waiting for the others to arrive. Um, and then I enter her house, and I enter through the kitchen. And I'm in the kitchen, and I realize that it is an exact replica of my grandma's kitchen. Mm. And all of a sudden, I start opening cupboard by cupboard and each one I can't help myself each one that I open I just feel this huge sense of my grandma coming through and it's like fleeting so I feel it and then I open up another one and there she is and um it's a Mm -hmm. it's an exact replica except for um like the things that it holds like the 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 items or whatever that it Mm -hmm. holds um Mm -hmm. And yeah, just that, wow. I woke up with that, that sense of being close with my grandma and it was just mm-hmm. very powerful. Oh, I love
1: this dream, Chelsea. Um, Lynn Anders, what do you think if it were your
2: dream, what would you, what would you do with this dream? Well, it, it occurred to me that feeding someone is like, uh, making an attempt to educate you about something or mm. give you the gift of knowledge in some way mm. that the, that has to do with a kitchen or a table or a setting mm. where maybe you're eating. Mm. That's, so I think I... maybe she, you know, was she trying to tell you something now that you think about it?
4: Um, after speaking with Patty and sharing my dream with her, um, I kind of got the sense of how your guardian spirits or ancestors are always around you, but they need to be invited in. So I felt like maybe, um, that she wanted to be invited in and to continue on that. What you said is very intriguing to me because the event that we are going to be hosting together is called dreaming around the dinner table. Ooh, and so, yeah, so it nice. definitely be cooking and, you know, just that gathering um, together, which with the food to us is very important just to, I feel like it really gets at that community feeling. So <laughs> I really like hearing oh. that. <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: The the piece that I'm taking from this stream, if it were mine, I'm so, I'm really enchanted by it being a replica of Grandmother's Kitchen. And it, and as you were talking about, I felt like I was propelled into my grandmother's kitchen. And I loved what you said about these guides are always around and they do need to be asked. And so for whoever's listening, just consider it's like a carte blanche. I'm always asking. (laughs) So (laughs) there's such a nurturing feeling here. And, and I think about having Lynn Andrews on the show and the notion of a grandmother feels like it's an elder. It's even like a medicine woman, like would like so much of the acts of power book is about getting our power back. And you Lynn sat at the feet of these grandmothers of these, these wise elder beings that are trying to, I think if our, if there was one message and there's so many, but if there was one, it would be like, let me teach you how to, how to own your power. And let me nurture you with that. What would you, what do you think about the
2: grandmother aspect of this? Well, the, the grandmothers hold the wisdom. Yeah. The grandmothers are the keepers of the wisdom. So when you are interacting with your grandmother, symbolically, metaphorically, it's um, your interaction with with God, really, with the divine. However, you see that in your world, it's uh, they are the keepers of. Those trails, and when I say those trails, it means um how do you get to that wisdom- how do I prepare myself to receive wisdom and they help you down that trail they they show you they give you signs, they'll tie a prayer on a branch of a tree um on the trail that you're walking on that kind of thing. Oh, I think there's something in
1: the dream as well. That is, it feels like when I just in, in percolating inside this dream, I feel like when I, whenever I'm doing a medicine wheel or in a medicine wheel, and I think about the elders and consider from a dreaming perspective that all of those energies are within me, So Chelsea, I don't know how old you are, but I, my sense is that you're relatively young, you're a youngish woman. And yet I feel like there's the access to the grandmother aspect of self that has been there, done that, that has that wisdom. And my feeling is that we can quicken our ability to ingest their wisdom. When we, when we step into that energy, even as a young person, we don't have to wait until we're, we're wizened and like, you know, 90 years old to have access to that power, that strength and that, that wisdom. That's what I'm taking from it. So thank you, Chelsea, for sharing this. Ooh, I hope you, (laughs) I hope you activate this and do something like actual. I do have a, oh, you're going to take this into the workshop that you do sitting around the table.
4: Yes. And, uh, Patty had a great idea for action plan. She said that she wanted to set up like an altar in the kitchen. And I, I really loved that.
1: That's great. Wonderful. In
4: all the elders and the grandmother spirit. I was like, Ah, oh, yes. that's <laughs> that's great.
1: Oh, it's it sounds delicious, and I can even smell it. The aroma is wafting through. So, thank you for sharing this beautiful dream, Chelsea. All right, honey.
4: Thank you, both of you. All
1: right, sweet dreams. Okay, so let's grab. Let's see, Leilani. Let's do a quick one. We've only got a couple minutes, so let's do. Um, if you've got a quick question about dreams then bring it on
4: hello beautiful women lynn it's such an honor to be with you today well thank
2: it's you it's wonderful
4: to yes. hear you it yes. love it thank you mm-hmm. so yes. i my my power totem animal is a black jaguar i've been dreaming lately uh one dream quickly i went into the belly with a friend to take the hair of an evil scientist to a female shaman the dream has continued and the Black Panther actually was laying down and my friend and I were just resting up against the belly of the Black Panther while mm. the shaman dealt with the hair of the evil scientist. So I just wanted to share that, what you think about the Black Panther being so present in my dream time.
2: Oh, Lynn, take it away. Black Panther is such a powerful, hugely powerful medicine. Uh, And it hunts often at night, you know. Mm. Sleeps, likes to sleep during the day and loves hunting Mm. at night. So if you don't physically get up during the night, then it's your dreams. And it becomes part of your dreamscape. And... Wow, that's, I, if I were you, I would read about the habits of, of that animal and Mm. read about how she hunts and how she chooses a mate and what she does with her kittens and so forth. And see how that fits with you. It's a teaching for you, that's for sure. I just don't know in what way, because I don't know you well enough. But, gee, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, idea to explore, I think.
1: Oh, oh, I love this. Yeah, I love everything that you just said, Lynn. And from what I know about Leilani, she calls in quite a bit, and she's wonderful. She's such a gentle peaceful soul and this this black panther is so strong. It's almost like my senses that what a perfect pairing to have this gentleness connected with this stealth, like energy that is a hunter and and how empowered that I I feel empowered just being in the presence of this dream and especially the belly. Of this beautiful animal, this beautiful hunter. So thank you, Leilani, for sharing your dreams. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. um, Thank you, Denise. And thank you, Lynn Andrews, so much for being my wonderful guest. I'm so grateful. Everyone, make sure you run and get Acts of Power, daily teachings for inspired living. And Lynn has a workshop that's coming up soon. It's all about the water. And check that out on her website, Lynn Andrews.
0: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul,